I saw I saw one of the episodes of Love, Death, and Robots, and I was like, I'm okay. Okay. I don't I don't need to see that furry shit. Okay. Um, I don't know if that's okay. I don't. All right. Okay. Did you watch it? No, I didn't. But I don't know hmm. if that's what it is. Some of it was. Oh. Just kidding. No, it wasn't. Okay. <laughs> okay. I, there was one episode that was weird. Okay. Hey, enough said, bud. Hey. Hey. No. Enough yeah. said. No. It's fine. It's fine. Welcome back to Sci-Fi Cross-Sections, a weekly podcast dedicated to everything science fiction. It's me, your sci-fi boy, Colin Brandon, and with me tonight is... Jason. I am Ben Young. I'm Bill Jarvis. And tonight we are talking about Voyagers. Voyagers, uh, written and directed by Neil Berger, uh, starring Ty Sheridan, Lily Rose Depp, that would be the daughter of Johnny Depp, in case you guys didn't know. She's uh, more than Fionn his daughter. She's Whitehead, her own person. Colin Farrell, Shante Adams, Isaac Hampstead Wright, Vivian Kalra, and um, yeah, I'm just gonna stop there. Doesn't it's matter. Good enough. It, it doesn't matter. <laughs> um, music by Trevor Gurekis, which I swear to God he used scores from other movies. We'll get into that. It wouldn't surprise me. <laughs> I can't place it, but I'm just like, I fucking know this. I know what this is, and he didn't write it. <laughs> um, maybe he did, though. I don't know. Uh, the budget was $29 million. <laughs> Yuck. That is, that is modest. Very modest. Uh, yeah, they just made that one hallway for $29 million. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if you're smart, that makes that's excellent use of your resources. I'd imagine uh, Lily Rose Depp cost roughly $20 million. And, uh, I imagine Colin Farrell was the bulk of that budget, to be yeah. honest. Uh, no? Then they should have used him more. Yeah, they, for yeah. all 10 minutes that he was in the movie. <laughs> I mean, get him in there when you can. The box office, let's keep in, effect, uh, keep in mind that this is uh, during COVID times, though the economy is slowly reopening. I think we've proven that it. I think Godzilla versus Kong. Before you say it, has proven that it doesn't matter. True. Uh, so I'm, I'm just also keep it. in mind that this is a sci-fi movie and really hard to fucking sell to people. I'm gonna I'm gonna guess on the box office. I think it's a ten dollar coupon to TGI Fridays. You're close. 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 Uh, the you, movie's gone negative. What do you got, Jason? <laughs> From good, TGI good Fridays coupons. <laughs> <laughs> a negative TJ Fridays coupon. The director is just like, and, I uh, wish. Ben, what are you thinking? I already, I know it, so I okay, can't. You I, can't. Know I, okay. I have all my pages up. Okay. <laughs> $3 million so far. Yeah. Which I think it was projected at $7 million, something around there. Didn't even hit that. Damn. No. No, definitely not. That's just all Johnny Depp going to the theater, too. <laughs> <laughs> Johnny Depp literally gave them a million dollars. Straight up. And said, throw this at your box office. <laughs> please. I will pay you uh, to see this movie, please. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, before we jump into it, Ben, just tell them what it's about. <clears throat> In the distant future, humanity has sent an ark to investigate a new habitable planet over 80 years away. When, when the first of three generations reaches early adulthood, they realize their emotions are being suppressed with a drug. But when they opt to start taking, stop taking it, they experience sensory overload. That, uh, you know what? I'm making it sound a lot more interesting than it actually is. Teenagers poorly reenact Lord of the Flies in space. That's it. <laughs> okay, perfect. Perfect. Crushed it. 
you you know what <laughs> that's perfect you could have literally just said yeah it's the cw doing lord of the flies in space Never. no i it, wouldn't i wouldn't insult the home of riverdale like that <laughs> oh but stop dude this is literally the fucking cw no. in space no no and and we're gonna get started i'm gonna tell you why because at least riverdale and nancy drew shows that you're comparing this to at least they're well, I'm entertaining not to shows i'm comparing it to at a least network. they're fun at least they i i have a reason to tune in every week this was boring that was the biggest crime this movie committed is that it was just fucking boring sorry you don't get art house okay i'm sorry you don't get it okay i understand <laughs> Okay, I can't. I can't even. <laughs> this is on the level of the lighthouse. This is no, I'm just kidding. Yeah. Strap in, ladies and gentlemen. We're about to kick this movie's ass. Oh my god! Kick this... a man while he's down. Can I? Oh no! Can... Rub some salt in the wounds. Let's go. Can I? Uh, can I start by just saying something, boys? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. <clears throat> so. Colin and I went to see this yesterday. It's a Tuesday or a recording day, so we went on a Monday night. And I believe there's only the one show time, so it was like 7.15, you know. So get done with a day of work, ready to go see a movie, time for some escapism. You know, this is the first film that I've seen in theaters in over a year. Oh, I'm uh, sorry. I, so this was my return to, you know, cinema and that environment. And um, I will say it's a bit of a personal kind of record, personal milestone for me with this one. This is now, for me... The worst movie I've ever seen. <laughs> this surpasses Valerian for me. I think wow. I said that to Colin. I agree with that. He, he literally leaned over and said, this is worse than Valerian. <laughs> <laughs> now, and, and I kind of have to echo Ben there. At least Valerian was mm -hmm. like fun bad. Like it was bad and we joked about it and we laughed and we had a really good time ripping it apart. But it was also like fun like it was colorful and like whatever and okay fun you could at least lean on that even though the movie was stupid and the acting was garbage and whatever right but this was just like bad and it was yeah. as ben said boring as fuck <laughs> there was nothing fun about the movie at all it was the same goddamn hallway <laughs> and the same just horrible horrible acting and a lot of reviews and other pieces that i've seen on this movie will credit the cast and say like, well, it's a great cast. And I'll be honest. No, I, no. I can't and imagine. It, no, they um, were all fucking boring. The, the character that played Zach or the actor that played Zach. Garbage. I just can't imagine something he could be good in. <laughs> we know we, we we know like Ty Sheridan has been good. We know Lily Rose Depp has been good. Like they're they like those two I don't know. Those two are well I, I I haven't I should say that like based on like Hollywood buzz. Like those two are like big up and comers that like Hollywood loves and they you Maybe. know those are But Hollywood also just throws beautiful people to the side whenever they feel like it once they realize they can't act. I mean it's it's fair enough. But I mean, you know, we'll, we'll see. They're both, they're both, uh, at least Lily is. I'm not sure about Ty, but I think he is. They're both legacies, so they'll be, they'll be here forever, regardless of whether you like them or not. Um, you know, there's nothing that you can do about that. I, I believe that some of them have potential, but no one performed well in this. You could, you could feel how much they all hated this movie throughout the entire well, process that's that's the thing is so for me the best part of this movie was colin farrell mm -hmm. and in the the opening like scene jason just goes over what did you say colin's going hard or something like that oh yeah i said colin's going hard <laughs> and on, dude honestly he brought it in the beginning and then the rest of the movie was just that he was there it was just it's like he wasn't weird. even there for the rest I, of the movie i honestly yeah. thought that he, I, he was dead like 20 minutes before he died in the movie <laughs> no, yeah, literally his his like there was no emotion he was just like, he's just sitting there sniffing basil and i like to you know dad, okay he was a he dad. was on the ship for 10 fucking years with these kids with no personalities what did you expect out of him <laughs> he's like he's like this was a mistake this was he's like i don't miss the Actually, earth well, i just I miss not being near these children 
Is Colin Farrell ripping the blue goo every day too? I doubt it, right? <laughs> Hopefully. The blue goo. Hopefully. I doubt it. Um, no, I don't think he was. I think he was just sad, probably because he gave up everything on Earth for this bullshit. He's like, no, no never mind. I had something at home. I don't know what it was, but it was better I, than I, I, oh, I, man, I immediately regret all my decisions. Uh, I'd rather uh, just die. Diary number 58. Have you? Do you guys know Zach? Do you know he just knocks on your door and says something creepy every day? It's awful. Like anyway. if I could, if I could space him, I would. I hope someone does someday. Foreshadowing. Anyway, um, I'm I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go engineer this thing to electrocute me and make it look like the kids did it. See ya. <laughs> um, but no, but it's it's. I I I swear that he is the best part of this movie, and that's not saying a whole lot as we just established. So once he dies, I'm fucking checked out the rest of this movie. Yeah, no, that's that's really the point where the movie dies. <laughs> it's like, yeah, no, I am. Um, <clears throat> I think I said to Ben, I was just like, you know, there was a point where this could have been good in the movie. Yeah. There was a point Maybe. where this could have like been like Maybe. a like a decent turn and like this movie kind of saves itself. But it didn't happen. It didn't happen. It just kind of slowly just. Well, okay. So here's the thing. Every time the movie could have been good is when they start trying to get into themes. Like, honestly, I, I would have thought they would have kind of tried to explore something like, you know, the, the classic debate of nature versus nurture, but they don't. They mention it once. They mention it like a couple <laughs> times, but they don't. They're basically just trying to. Yeah loosely recreate lord of the flies yeah, i mean like, they skirt around all those big philosophical questions which is why to me it's such half-assed sci-fi and especially doing this movie after oh spoiler alert half-assed sci-fi but like <laughs> no i mean like especially coming off of 2001 a fucking space odyssey and then doing yeah. voyagers the next week it really just high high lit <laughs> How, tr mean to. <laughs> how trash everything we saw was i mean I, I don't know there's so much shit that i've got like earmarked in my in my brain right now that i want to bring up for you guys because I, I i think there's like so much stuff that happened in the minute to minute that it's really before easy you to get forget. into that before you get into that i do want to apologize this is on me <laughs> i scheduled this i saw the trailer i didn't i was under no illusion that this would be great I saw the trailer. I said, Colin Farrell, <laughs> Ty Sheridan, Lee Rosette. All right. That seems like something we should cover. And I threw it on the schedule thinking no, nothing else. And then I, I assumed, I think there was something between, I think there was a buffer between 2001 and this at one point. And then the schedule got moved around and this landed where it landed. And I'm sorry. I'm fucking sorry because none of us needed this. We've been through a <laughs> pandemic. <laughs> We've been through a pandemic. I lost my job in the last year. I my hair turned blue. That's a good thing. But none of us needed this. I'm sorry. No, no, it's it's fine. I, I you know I'm what? glad you apologize for your crimes. You know what? Ben, under normal circumstances, Colin Farrell, sex, death, and space all rolled into one. Sounds like a fucking great time. I yeah. thought that would be exceptional. Apparently, they didn't have enough sex or not enough death. Not enough space. Not enough Colin Farrell. Like, it, there was something missing in this equation. More than one thing. Honestly, it was, everything was missing in this. But normal circumstances, that is a great equation. They just didn't put the right amount of shit in there. So Anyway. I, I was going to say, so earlier we were talking about skirting around actual, like, depth in this movie. There was one point where... It was it was like I was watching. I was like, "Oh, this is what they're gonna do. This is so good." It was um, it was when he was talking about like, "Well, if we don't, you know, if, if we don't feel emotions and we don't, you know, like enjoy stuff, we can just do whatever we want because what's the point? You know, what's the point of life if you don't just do what you want?" And I was like, "Okay, so we're talking about like 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 hedonism and we're talking about humanism and existentialism and then nothing, nothing." <laughs> And then I was like, where did that go? And it just, I swear to God, they, they like, they went into like, they went back to the writer's room and they were just like, oh, this would be a cool turn. This would be a cool turn. Oh, hey. Oh, you got Jimmy John's? Yeah. Let's take lunch real quick. All right. Where were we? Uh... <laughs> <laughs> so I can point to one scene in particular in this movie where it, 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 it I mean, 
from the very beginning, it jumped the shark, right? But th- this scene was like too much. And I think I audibly like laughed out loud in the movie theater, all five people, including <laughs> the three of us, Colin. But literally, it was the scene where they're in the, uh, the like the lunchroom or wherever they are, and they're arguing back and forth. And this is where Zach is trying to like take over like leadership or whatever. And he starts talking about how he's going to like produce more food right we're gonna produce more food and then it was like what he said i'm gonna paraphrase it but it was literally the stupidest fucking line of dialogue i've ever heard in my life where he goes we're gonna eat more food and produce more food and get strong and then fight the alien (laughs) (laughs) and just the fact that like they kept there was no like finesse or like no like subsidy or nuance they at all it was just saying like the alien <laughs> it was ridiculous it was so juvenile oh my god are you the alien is the alien inside you <laughs> no yeah, like what really got me and I, I i kept leaning over to bill i'm like these kids are geniuses yeah, these kids are the rocket scientists like they were be- br- sorry they were bred <laughs> to be the most perfect humans to go to another planet. MIT physicist meet Nobel laureate. (laughs) They weren't picked. They were bred. They genetically did this. (laughs) And then then they all fell for the alien shtick. Like, okay, I get it. They're scared for a moment. They're off the blue now. They're scared when it all happens. They're also basically at this point. I mean... But then, also gotta keep that in mind. Our boy Christopher comes in, and it, of course, being the blandest motherfucker in the whole planet, the worst leader, he's like, "Hey guys, I want to, sh- I want to show you this." Look, he's he, like Mark he, Wahlberg he, from The Happening. He presented such good evidence that they all still didn't want to hear it because he was so fucking boring. <laughs> Which like, is why no what? one listens to scientists, Ben. Hey guys, that's the, fucking boring. <laughs> we have to go back to work. Why? Uh, cause we have to. <laughs> oh, okay, no. <laughs> like, oh, I don't think anybody would do that. <sighs> I, I, I do like like my headcanon now. After I just said that, I realized my headcanon is that they all knew there was no alien, but like this was more fun. <laughs> like this was just more interesting than listening to Christopher. Well, I, I also, I also had the point that like I think I think I said after the movies that that there's like there's highly educated bred to be geniuses i would have thought that there would be some sort of like social interaction or like leadership sort of preparation because that's what they were gonna have to do yeah and there was nothing there was no evidence of that any sort of like training like that and i'm like thinking how do you launch i I don't know who was originally gonna go on this trip other than colin farrell but like how do you launch a bunch of children into space and then be like they don't really know how to actually establish a colony, but let's see what happens. They were going to be on their own. Yeah. There yeah. was going to be no one with them. It was going to nope. just be Colin Farrell. What? The worst idea Earth has ever had. Well, actually, the second worst idea Earth ever had. The first worst idea was making this fucking movie. <laughs> yeah, well, thanks, Neil Burger. I, I was also thinking about the cost-benefit of this, because launching, launching, I feel like... Launching, launching a ship into space toward what Alpha Centauri and freaking like saying like, okay, we're going to do a colony there instead of actually fixing our planet. It just didn't make any sense. None of it made any sense. Oh, really? To that end, before I forget this, so that was the other thing that made me laugh, and I don't know if you guys picked up on it, but in the beginning when Colin Farrell is, like, outside on Earth and he's having that discussion with that other scientist about, like, oh, you gotta let me go, do you notice that, like, in the background you heard, like, those, like, insects that are out in summertime? Oh, cicadas, like, yeah. Cicadas. Yeah, they're like, they're, like, chirping along, and to me it was like, oh, they're just trying to show that it's really hot now. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, that was, like, the whole, the whole vibe was like, oh, they're outside, it's really hot. You know, mm-hmm. I don't know. It's just like, <sighs> I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I, the other thing that really got me, so, like, you're going to send a ship, right, a generation ship, which we're all familiar with that concept, and that's cool, sure. you know? Like, yeah. that's been in a lot of sci-fi media that we've we've checked out over the years. But what killed me is like, 
the dimensions don't add up because if you look at the outside of that ship it's fucking huge right and then it's like one hallway (laughs) when they're actually in the ship like and then you think about like okay so there's going to be several generations of people alive at any given time right so like where are they housing all those people because they're all living in like little bunks and like you got one tiny little lunchroom and one tiny little gym like all those (laughs) sorry i was just gonna say maybe the rest of the ship that they didn't show, right? That they didn't show. <laughs> I um, I was actually if we're if we're going to that point, I also uh didn't really understand because there was like this spin gravity that they were trying to portray as the ship is floating, it's spinning. So like I was like, oh cool, yeah, they're trying to use the concept of spin flying, and then you go inside of the ship, and I don't know if I've been like you know sort of like uh spoiled by the expanse but that's not what they showed inside the ship they showed like magic they they showed magic gravity in the ship and then they had the spin on the outside like being like okay spin gravity i guess that's how that works because they would be because basically if you use spin gravity you'd be walking on the ceiling of the ship because it would be pushing you out and you'd be walking on the ceiling of the ship that's not what they showed that's not how <laughs> bill that's not how hallways work okay oh okay in yeah, space right. hallways right. don't it's work very that important way. that we so, have a hallway yeah. in this movie. so bill yes. what if the ship was built upside down so during spin gravity instead of them walking there on the ceiling is. they're they're walking on the floor <laughs> colin got it he figured it out i'm leaving now Technical advisor, Colin Brandon. <laughs> yes, with my multiple degrees. I mean, yeah, yeah. you could at least try to... How else does the Expanse do it? They make it so the ship is essentially a skyscraper with the thrust that the yeah. thrust is on right. the bottom of the skyscraper. So Which yeah, that's cool the other way they do it. Yeah, it all makes sense, but they did not try this in this. Maybe yeah. it's only one floor and one hallway on one floor of the skyscraper as but, it's thrusting. Well, but you. Sorry, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, like, it, okay, so we've seen the proverbial, you know, ship in space movie a million times, right? And in this case, okay, fine, it's a generation ship. I guess, you know, apart from maybe the time involved, like the scientifically it's it's realistic you know in terms of like okay fine this could be a way you could do that is it the best way to do it probably not but it's a way you could do what they're trying to do but like i I, they really missed the mark visually because it just wasn't interesting and i get that fine you're working with uh you know minimal budget whatever you can't do a lot but like just be more inventive then or look for ways to maybe make it stand out. I mean, I think of a, a movie, which I don't think we've covered it on the cast yet, maybe someday, but Pandorum, kind of like a cheesy sci-fi horror from uh, the mid-2000s. But like, it is a similar thing where it was a generation ship and it was like a colonization mission and whatever. And like, granted, they lean more into the horror thing, but like the ship felt like a massive you know, massive place, almost like kind of a tomb for all the characters that were in the movie. So like you do something different with it or just make it a little bit more interesting somehow. I'm not saying they have the answer for it, but it was just so damn boring and all the colors were so muted and it was just, nothing was really working in its favor to make it more interesting. Well, I I mean, the one, one of the things I will praise the movie for is I do love that kind of sterile, austere, type of aesthetic that I think they went for in this, I was okay with it. That really didn't bother me uh, amongst everything else that actually bothered me in in this movie, but that one I was okay with. But yes, it was way too small for it being a generational ship where, you know, these people leave and then they're supposed to create a second generation that is in turn supposed to create a third generation all on this ship before they get to the planet they're trying to get to. Way too small. Yeah, I don't know. I just felt like from the exterior shots, it looked like this massive ship. It looked like what one of those ships would be. Because in the beginning, it was kind of funny when the kids took off from Earth and it's just like a a shuttle. I was like, wait, is that the ship? Like, is that, you know, because I hadn't really seen any pre-release anything. So, you know, and then like they fly up to the generation ship that's going to make this voyage. And all of a sudden it's like, oh, okay, yeah, that's a big ass ship. Like this makes sense. I I think this comes down to whoever was in charge of actual like set design they didn't do a good enough job in terms of like using the space they had and changing sets to look different it all just looked the same and so we just assumed it was one long hallway with three rooms 
That's essentially what it was. That's how they filmed it. Which is, I mean, which is basically what they implied when they were doing like the flash forward or whatever. You know, they kind of like (laughs) through the hallway. Which honestly literally is one hallway. Got it. Okay. If if the fucking movie literally ended with I'm pregnant, we're doing everything democratically now. I hope we make it. Credits, I would have been like Alrighty, well, but the fact that they had to like go on to like everything is working, flash forward in time. That oh was my god, dumb. that was the weakest shit ever. That Seriously, was well, because that's the thing. You have this kid who's running down the hallway, obviously aging, right? But then literally the movie steps on its own feet again because then you've got the main characters. You got Ready Player One guy and uh, Johnny Depp's daughter are literally <laughs> like they're the same age. They're the same age for like the first minute of that montage and the kids yep. getting older and they're the same. And then it's like all of a sudden, OK, now dude's got the same haircut, but his hair is gray. So he just CGI'd his hair gray. And then it's just like, you know, so that was goofy in and of itself. I was, I was waiting for that John Mulaney moment where it's just like and he was wearing glasses to indicate time has passed. that's pretty much what it was i don't know and then i feel like if you're gonna do it then go go all the way with it and then like the whole uh you know them looking out the airlock door like i was then expecting something else i was waiting for something more because they you know went that distance like it was a a time where the movie could have ended in a way that would have made sense and at least had a little bit of you know um i don't know dignity <laughs> yeah and then they kept going for like another three minutes and it was like it listen, didn't need it and it was like listen, okay. the dignity of this movie died with colin farrell well i was just like i i, I, I feel like i feel like it. like you said like if you're gonna go either hit it right at the part where it's just like now we're a democratic society and we hope everything works out and it's like boom roll credits but if you're gonna go to the point where you're looking at grandma dad and child looking out the airlock then you got to show me a shot of the colony or something but can't just yeah leave i want to see ty sheridan the third fucking harvesting his grain that. or fighting off a two-headed alien or something right anything. i right. i actually yeah i i don't i don't think they should have shown ever anything i think if the movie should have ended i i was i had remember at the beginning i said this better not end with them anywhere near the planet this needs to just end right. with the first generation because it should be uncertain as to whether even even once they get through this storm, they don't know for sure they're going to get through it, or you know? Better yet, it's- go even crazier with it. And when Shantae Adams' character died, uh, she was the piggy character. The one that's like, just gets shot and they're like, see what yeah. I can do? And then, then the chase. And so oh, the that's when they should have just ended. No, an alien bursts out of her chest. <laughs> <laughs> Commit. Commit to the alien. And then just- Perfect. <laughs> Dude, and then I, it just I, eats everyone. I literally read a New York Times article, which I always love reading New York Times for movies like this, because they're just like, this was fucking dumb, but I guess I'll write a review. Nice. <laughs> nice. Always. They even do it for Marvel movies. It's great. Nice. But uh, <laughs> they were just like, at the end, I was just really hoping it was an alien the entire time. <laughs> well, okay. So I got a few points, but I will bring, I'll, I'll kind of jump on that one so I don't forget. There was something out there there was like a black mass that they clearly showed and then they never showed it again like when they no, went no it was just a camera impurity like it was an imperfection in the camera that's no, all they no. showed like a black it was, an ex- shadowy... it was an external shot that's meant to just show yeah. you that you're watching the characters there is a giant like black mass that moves across them i shit you not yeah it's it i mean because i remember that distinctly because i thought that was going to be an angle that they came back yeah. to but i then thought there was actually going to be an alien when they go and get the floppy disk out of the control room or whatever <laughs> it's like now so all what of a you're sudden... telling me so what you're telling me is that neil berger engineered this this fake this fake out with no explanation for what you saw just to make you go, I wonder if there's an alien. Yep. Because he well, couldn't who do knew? it through writing or direction. You know what? Do you think that at any point Neil Berger was like, yeah, this is good? Or do you <laughs> think he hated this the entire time? Like, because I've seen Limitless. And while Limitless is juvenile, it's not awful. It's like, it's fine. You know, it's like, this is a, it's a movie about a pill that unlocks the 90% of your brain. Bro, I'm it's not going to lie. I think Neil Berger checked out at The Illusionist. Got to be honest. I never saw The Illusionist. My point is, 
he wrote yeah. this too. Like that's the yeah. thing. Like yeah, he this wrote one hundred percent his. This. So this is like his. You know, I just imagine him at home, like sitting there talking to his wife at night, just like. Oh, <laughs> so then they're gonna I be. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> so so then Zach is gonna knock on the door. Uh, Zach again? Yeah, he's gonna knock on the door. And he's gonna be like, "Hey, I want to invite you to a party." Well, party, Neil. There's not gonna be alcohol on the ship. There's not gonna be drugs. What what, is, what are they gonna have at the party? Food. It's a food party. They're gonna, they're gonna have food at the party, Neil. <laughs> what kind of food are they gonna have at the party? Just food. They're gonna have food. What's Neil. gonna be, Neil? It's gonna be a pizza party, Neil. <laughs> I don't know, Neil. Neil. <laughs> Just food, Neil. I want a divorce. <laughs> I'm leaving. I'm leaving you for Stanley. <laughs> Listen, there's blue goo. Okay. There's blue goo. It's not even goo. The kids take it. It looks like mouthwash. Which every time, Jason, you went to the bathroom for one of these, but every time they pour it out, you just get the giant wave. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just like... It's just for for the listeners at home. Hang on. For the listeners at home, you got to explain it better. You get a sudden flash of all of these primal elements of Earth, like an animal hunting, yeah. water <laughs> rushing quickly, uh, you know, a flower blooming. Their uh, primitive primal urges are coming yeah. forward every time they pour their blue water into the sink. At one point, it goes on for like a good minute and a half. Like, no, when just... the kid gets bumped and he drops the glass vial of sage and it like spills onto the ground, all of a sudden you get like wow, 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 monsters like fighting each other, animals. I'm just like, yeah, it's like oh lions ripping a wildebeest apart and yeah, <laughs> just like I really running on into, the beach. They just dipped into stock footage and said, okay, let's use this. <laughs> you know, I know who wrote it, I know who directed it. I even know who the cinematographer was, who honestly, probably the saving grace of this movie, if there even is any. Um, but uh, Naomi, what's her name? Nagata? No. Garati? I, I don't. I'm who? What'd she do? Nothing. No, like, what was her role in this? No, she's the editor. Um, oh, okay. I just think it was terribly edited. Yeah, well. It was no, awful. Yeah. Oh, I I thought it said she did District 9. No, she did The District 9 episodes. Naomi is clearly Neil Berger's (laughs) editor. She is known for editing other things he's done. Uh, I don't blame her. How how were you supposed to edit something like this? You just say, Neil, this is shit. Go back and remake the movie. You know... You don't talk to Neil like that. The problem is, is that the I, budget I mean, was twenty nine million dollars. He only spent nine million dollars. He pocketed the other twenty million. <laughs> Let's be honest here. Yeah, probably Just trying to trying to manufacture a flop. I um. Oh my god, it's the producers. I uh, was just gonna say that. Um, I feel like it's got to be consideration that when a company makes a movie now, they say, "Okay, we cannot spend more money." Like we've got to, we're going to make a fraction of what this movie costs. So any sort of direction or something, can you save that for 2022? Because that's not going to happen this year. I don't think more money would have saved it. No, no, definitely not. Like you'd have to reshoot the entire movie and make a new movie. The the script sucked from the get go. The script was just so bad. There was no way they could save it. It I, I I think there's a lot of hope leaning on Neil Berger's name, which was a mistake right off the bat. And then uh, leaning on Ty Sheridan and Lily Rose Depp, which... They can't you know, carry a movie. They, they just can't. can't. Um, well... And 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 you, you... But here's the thing. Like, you say, like, there should be a point where producers stop giving money. Yeah, totally. But if someone's going to keep spending money... You have an option now. So now Neil Berger comes to whoever is the executive producer here. It's Neil Berger, by the way. And he's, <laughs> he says, hey, I'm out of money. And they go, sucks for you. I'm not giving you any more. He goes, okay, well, uh, we still have a week left to shoot. And I'm out of money. So I will now scrap all of this you've just spent uh, because I'm out of money. And they'll go, fine, how much more do you need? And that's how it goes. Yeah. Because it runs up to the wire. You'll budget, they'll budget it all out, but then 
directors like to it's a director thing it really it really is they'll they'll get in there and they'll wiggle around and they'll push some things aside and then suddenly the budget's all fucked up mm-hmm. yeah and i i'm, I'm not saying that <clears throat> that's the case i'm saying that there's probably compared to 2018 now there's probably a little bit more negotiation and pushback you know i don't know yeah i don't know also after talking to the bot boys long enough about sets directors waste so much fucking time because they don't like the way the water is falling in the shot it's just like no one fucking cares about the water it's a fucking nbc show let's move on (laughs) but directors are artists anyways um I think we're running over on time. Should we do good, bad sci-fi? Absolutely. No, I'm no, done talking. Wait, wait, wait. I haven't gotten to say any of the things I wanted to say. You yeah, guys have been I talking had, this whole I had time. One more, one more point I wanted to make. All right, let's make this point. an hour and a half episode. Go ahead. <laughs> I want to ruin Neil Berger's life. Yes, please. I go want ahead. him to listen to this and go, oh my God. I feel terrible. I want him to feel so bad that he apologizes to people for making this movie. So I don't want I don't. this. I don't want this cast to take up more than an hour. But I want it. But if it's gonna, it's gonna be to make Neil Berger feel like shit for doing this. I don't want him to apologize. I just want him to send me like fifteen bucks, and I'll be happy. <laughs> <laughs> the, the ticket was ten. Yeah, but five dollars for you know, <laughs> well, no, yeah. images, tall blue moon. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which really you should have probably Honestly. got two or three more to sit through the Sorry. movie. I wish. Jason had his thing he wanted to say first. No, I, so I'll, I'll wrap up. I had a, f- a few things that I'll, I'll just try to make into one thing here because we touched on most of it. But I, I know this was kind of a scattershot dissection of the movie, um, much like the movie was itself. But I think m- the big thing was every time this movie had an opportunity to do something or say something interesting or try something interesting, it moved away from it, backed away. One of the things I mentioned to Colin was like that whole airlock scene. If Ty Sheridan would have got sucked out of the airlock and thrown into the blackness of space like he would have in real life, and then, uh, you know, what's her name? Johnny Depp's daughter would have been (laughs) pregnant with his child. That would have been more interesting than what ultimately happened with him just like grabbing onto like the the fucking, you know, cable on the side of the ship and like, oh, hey, how's it going, honey? I'm here. You know, that wouldn't happen. And we know that. But I think that that plays into like my biggest problem with the movie, which is that none of the characters are likable and none of the characters have any chemistry whatsoever. So like that scene where they finally do it is completely unearned because there's no chemistry between the two of them whatsoever. So yep. it's it's just kind of false, right? And then, like, <laughs> the Christopher character, Ty Sheridan's character, literally is, like, the most bumbling, like, can't-get-it-right character I've ever seen in a science fiction movie at all. Like, he's sitting there trying to, like, Jimmy open the door to the gun locker, and then, of <laughs> course, people are walking by and they hear it, so then he, like, runs to the, you know, whatever, the little room to get a tool, and then he comes back with, like, it's literally, like, a bag off of a lawnmower and, like, a wrench, <laughs> and, like, what's he gonna do with that? Oh, they're already ripped through, and now they've got guns. It's, like, literally every step of the way where he, that character could fuck up, he did. And I don't believe anyone would fuck up that much. Well, uh, well <laughs> I just can't. In, in the defense of his character... Well, not in his defense, but that's why he wasn't chosen as the leader when they redid their democratic vote. They instead chose Lily Rose Depp. So yeah, because like, he's, you know he's a this terrible dude leader. <laughs> the dude just fucking sucked. And they they picked Lily Rose Depp because she was the reluctant leader. Mm, she didn't want it. She no. didn't want the power. Like that. She didn't want the power, but she uses the power appropriately because she doesn't want the power. Oh my god. This is Neil Berger's magnum elbows. <laughs> and that's not saying much. I mean, thanks. Neil. I had two thanks quick things. I had two quick things I wanted to get to. Number one, I appreciate that you can through this movie, tell the kind of atmosphere that uh, Neil Berger's sets have where no one actually gets any input. No one is allowed to tell him that he's wrong about something. Uh, you, the reason I know that is because of when, the uh the kids would scream in ecstasy um or or like you know i think it's at one point fion whitehead is like is like 
fighting and he screams out ah! <laughs> and then there's another point where the girl is on the table and she screams out and she's like ah and that's enough for someone on that set to go someone with enough power an actor <laughs> the, the actor's doing it an assistant director a producer someone should have come up to neil and said this probably just isn't very natural. Should we try something else? But no one did. So that means that he is a tyrannical asshole, and I don't <laughs> feel bad about this. I just imagined him saying, how dare you speak to me? <laughs> look, it, look, it was 2019. They were filming in Eastern Europe. Everyone just wanted to go home, Ben. I also sooner, wanted to... The sooner they get their shots done, the sooner they can go the fuck home. He, they don't care. He refers to himself in the, the third person. You don't talk to Neil that way. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know, he says you don't talk to the burger that way. <laughs> the, burgers, the burger's on set. If, the burger's on set. If the burger wants his actors to scream out in ecstasy, then they're going to scream out in ecstasy. I got news for you. See, he's, he was definitely, he was definitely like, you're oh, making no. this bur you're you're making this burger really well done right now. <laughs> <laughs> you're making me real. You're making the burger real crispy right now. <laughs> <laughs> I also want to bring about our uh, our. I think it's time that we bring in an award into this podcast, and the award is what what i would call the monolith award because this this makes me call back to what we talked about in 2001 last week the idea of the monolith being a, a benchmark for something happening at the film um they they're there for important moments and that's the turning point and i think there was a true monolith in this film because every time when it happened the movie got worse. Like, it, like uh, on a dime. It would happen, and the movie would get worse. And that was every time Zack knocked on a door. <laughs> every time. that, And it happens like four or five times in the movie. So, Fionn Whitehead, uh, I, Ben Young of Sci-Fi Cross Sections, I cannot speak for the whole podcast because we haven't discussed this, but... I, Ben Young of Sci-Fi Cross-Sections, hereby award you the Sci-Fi Cross-Sections Razzie Monolith Award. You've made this movie worse at every turn, and uh, I, I hope I, I hope you stop acting. <laughs> you know what's funny? Out of all the actors in the movie, he probably has the best uh, uh, repertoire under his belt. <laughs> he did Dunkirk. That's honestly leaps and bounds better than all the rest of them, so... I mean, other than Colin did he, Farrell, did he play a corpse? Like, what did he? I never saw. <laughs> what did he do? I don't know. I'm sorry. This is not typically me. I'm not typically like mean no, guy like actually, this. But I, I think I he, I was mad he, because this literally was two was hours the, of my life. I could have been doing something else. I believe he was the lead role in Dunkirk. <laughs> okay. Well, I never saw Dunkirk. Actually, you you got Dunkirk for me, and it's still in the plastic wrap. We got to watch that one of these days. Uh, I'm down. I yeah, just, I bought it for you in 4K, the 4K edition. You did. I just, I just imagined Jason just being like, "All right, I'm gonna check emails real quick. I can't do this right now." <laughs> Ask Colin. I was mad. Mm -hmm. I can imagine. I mean, especially with your first time back to the theater. Yeah. Yeah, I should have gone to I, see Godzilla versus Kong, and I, I couldn't. Was so this was my big return to the movie theater. That was a Bill great fucking time. Bill is my witness of of how many times I groaned in this film where I'm oh. just like I'm just like oh my god it was it was a <laughs> point it was to a point where I'm just like Ben you're bothering people <laughs> <laughs> I was being purposefully loud because I wanted people I wanted everyone to know I was not happy oh, there was only five people in our theater and I just kept throwing my head back every time I was like are you fucking kidding me <laughs> it was bad oh it's awful all right all right gentlemen unless you guys have anything else to add um no What's no <laughs> no mean, you want to talk about how william golding's like fucking turning in his grave somewhere please let's just do good because they fucking ruined his his timeless story okay all right good sci-fi bad sci-fi uh, whatever however you want to fucking do it jason go ahead and start okay so um oh. 
I would say bad sci-fi. This is, this is okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not going to go on a whole tirade thing here, but cause we already did that for the last 45 minutes, but I would say that it had the potential to be solid sci-fi, but once again, it, it moved away willingly and knowingly moved away from all the questions that are kind of posed by this setup. Cause it's a good setup. I mean, has it been done before? Yes. Has it been done sci-fi other mediums? You know? Yeah, absolutely. We've seen a million times, but it could have been solid. You know, this is like, it almost reminded me of like underwater if underwater was bad, you know, like it was kind of, kind of like that same thing. Like at least underwater, like tried to ask some questions and tried to, you know, tried to, 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 co- to grapple with some of that stuff. I don't know. So bad sci-fi. But it could have been solid sci-fi, and it it would have been really easy to do. But they just couldn't do it. That's nope. it. All right, bad sci-fi. Thank you, Jason. Ben. Yeah, what Jason said. I think that like in the first fifteen or twenty minutes of the movie, I was like, you know what? This is this is an interesting concept. It's it's being shot fairly well right now. Colin Farrell is a compelling character that's going to be able to push me through this movie. I'm I'm cool with this. It's not going to be good. I knew that the moment it started. I was like, this isn't going to be good. But it's going to be okay. And God, was I wrong. Just an absolute garbage fest. It doesn't try to say anything. It doesn't try to ask anything. It tries to capitalize on, like, what I think it thinks Zoomers are like, which is just, like, <laughs> horny and angry all the time. And that may be the case, but there's more nuance there. I mean, it's just and... what teenagers are like. <laughs> also, Zoomers are like the most apathetic people I've ever met in my life. So Okay, we're keeping boomer crap out of this. But I I firmly believe that this was just like like Bill said, this was a producer's like flop uh, escapade. Uh, I won't even award it with bad sci-fi. I'm awarding it with absolute garbage shit pile sci-fi i never want to see anything like it again and i hope neil berger stops directing forever well with luck maybe all right thank you ben bill bad thank you bill <laughs> all right um well if <laughs> bad Bad touch, Neil. Bad touch. No, just bad. Yeah. Um, I'm going to say this was bad sci-fi. I think you guys all summed it up very well. Um, Yes, there were moments where they could have taken a concept and ran with it. But every time they just dropped it and said, maybe that's the alien and moved on. And it was just fucking awful. Um Colin Farrell really was the best part of this movie and he died early and the movie just went to shit. So, um, I don't care. I want my money back, Neil. I want my money and I want some further compensation just cause I spent the last hour talking about your fucking movie. We're coming for you. Yeah. Jesus. Um, no, it's okay. We're, we're done. We, we did it. We did the damn thing. We saw the movie. We moved on. We never have to talk about Voyagers unless we're going to point as a reference and say, look how bad that movie is. It's almost as bad as Voyagers. Yeah. I can't wait for the extended cut. Like, Jason, you said it. You you said that, like, this is worse than Valerian. We have a new benchmark. Yep. A new watermark to say, this is how bad sci-fi could be. Um so I'm there. I think pretty people doing sexy things wasn't enough to save this movie. So it wasn't even sexy though. No, it wasn't <laughs> yeah, sexy. It, it was, was cringy and gross. <laughs> and I was like, I'm uncomfortable this entire time. <laughs> it could have at least been sexy, Neil. You didn't even give us that. The colors in the poster just promise you sexy, but it wasn't sexy. So, all right. Come on, Neil. Anyways, uh, so next week, I believe we are finally doing a cold train, right? Yep. We're taking a trip to the Rockies, boys and girls. 
No. So next week we are finally doing season two. Thank God of Snowpiercer. Uh, I'm expecting at least 95% more Sean Bean in my life over the next week, which I'm always down for. That man is a global treasure, a treasure to our species. Yes. Yes. That's the one thing I hope Hollywood doesn't cancel. I pray to God some someday something doesn't come out where Sean Bean is actually just like a complete fucking misogynistic douchebag. From what I've heard, uh, I've heard behind the scenes stories of Sean Bean, and I hear he's quite cool. I just hear he's a raging alcoholic who likes to have fun. But well, yeah, I've heard the the one story I've I've heard a lot is the one of. There, there's someone's, someone's, is it the one that Mark told us? I think Mark told yeah, us. Yeah, I think actually. it was, yeah. Never mind. I think he told on the cast. So it's the one that Mark told us. All right. All right. So as long as it stays that way, I'm fine. So yeah, we're doing Snowpiercer season two next week. So you have, if you haven't seen the show at all, uh, figure your shit out. You got a week. Jason, I'm assuming you're not going to be on this one. I'm going to try. Two seasons? Well, figure it out. I don't think got a lot of time early. (laughs) Uh, Fair enough. All right. Fair enough. It's easy. It's an easy watch. Season one. will. it's it's a good watch. You'll enjoy it. It's good. It's a lot of fun. Uh, After that is Stowaway. What what the shit is Stowaway? New Netflix sci-fi film. Oh, okay. Who directed it? Because I don't trust you anymore. I don't know, dude. It's new and it's got. Hang on. I'll tell you. You're in luck. It's Neil Baird. Directed by Joe Penna. Written by Joe Penna and Ryan Morrison. Joe Penna has done nothing. Uh, nothing. All right. We'll save it for the cast then. <laughs> but it's starring. Hey, here's here's a good thing. Oh. It's starring Anna Kendrick, Tony Collette, and Daniel Day Kim. It's directed oh. by Yuke Basson and written by Neil Berger. <laughs> <laughs> I think and edited by Ty Sheridan. Why? <laughs> oh, and Shamir Anderson, but I don't know who Shamir Anderson is. We'll so. find out. We will find out next or two weeks. Oh my god, and then after that, so I'm giving you guys a full three weeks heads up. We're doing Blade Runner. Yeah, we'll we'll get together at my house and watch it. Sounds good, boys. For real this right. time. Good, good, good. There you have it, folks. That is our take on the latest uh, sci-fi movie Voyagers. Until next time.